This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. It's 2022, as if you didn't already know, and big gigs the country over have been decimated. However, smaller venues have adapted as they've had to, and we can still enjoy a huge amount of music created by men and women for the love of it. Now, talking about things we do for the love of it, I'd greatly appreciate you subscribing to Garden of Sound. Just head to gardenofsound.nz and click on any of the podcast links on the front page. That way, you'll get to enjoy all of the amazing talent we have on the show each week, which brings me to our first guest this year. Her name is Monet Sketha, who goes by the stage name of Just Monet. She's only 15, but has been performing for at least a decade, singing saxophone and piano, nabbed by her Burnside High School peers for the lead vocal saxophone spot in a tribute group, Chicks from Korea. If you do get a chance to check them out, please do. But more than just jazz combos, Monet has her sights set on international success and sharing her original music. The only question is, just how far can she go? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Monet Sketa on Plains FM 96.9. Monet, is there a, a first time that music jumped out at you? Well, it was kind of um, gradual, but it kind of all came from my grandfather because he is a trumpet player and he... I used to be in a lot of jazz combos and big bands. So when we go over to South Africa, he's always playing jazz in the background of our family gatherings. And, you know, I kind of got it, like the musical part of it from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've always been interested in music. I always used to get dressed up and make my family listen to me sing mm. <laughs> all these like jazz standards and things. So it's kind of always been a part of my life. So you mentioned South Africa. When did you get over to New Zealand? Well, we were originally in the Middle East. Uh So we kind of moved around there, um, like Qatar and Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. And then we came back to Auckland 2014. Then we moved down to Christchurch in 2016. Okay, so so a lot of traveling. Um, What do you remember from those, those other countries? Anything musically? I remember very clearly... We used to go to this restaurant in Qatar, mm. and my dad always used to go there for like business th- things, and he would always take me along, and I would sing for all his co-workers at the restaurant, which no one said I could. I just did. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the attention, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any tips from that in terms of um, monetary offerings for, for a job well done? Um. Not, not, not from the restaurant, but definitely an applause and okay. compliments. <laughs> Is that something that spurred you on to do more music? That sort of adulation and the applause and people enjoying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The um, seeing how people react to the kind of music that I, I do because I am a jazz musician. Which when I was little, it wasn't well known for such young musician mm. to be doing jazz. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed how people react to it. So I wanted to keep going. And I, yeah, 
I loved being able to get dressed up and show people what I've been working on. So. Okay, so you mentioned Grandfather and the big band. Was there any other exposure to jazz music to, to get you as interested as you are in the genre? I just remember my parents always taking me to like little jazz bars and things like that and one of the biggest jazz concerts that I have been to was the Count Basie one mm. in um, Auckland, which really, it really sparked it. But um, I was already interested in jazz, but it kind of just increased it, <laughs> yeah. increased my interest. What about musical tuition? Like you, you're singing at restaurants and you've got the familial or the grandparents doing their thing. Um, when did uh, piano or keyboard come on the scene? Well, I did clarinet and keyboard at the same time it was quite an early age I think it was about six Mm -hmm. or seven Mm. and then I kind of when we moved to New Zealand my grandparents came down and my granddad gave me a student model saxophone wow uh, which I I loved and I used for a couple years and it was amazing because that's what got me into saxophone Mm -hmm. Um, and then he came back uh, two years later, and gave me a vintage Dolnet saxophone, which is wow. the one I use now. Okay. So that kind of piqued my interest even more. So he didn't go straight in with a top line model. He said, no. <laughs> "Yeah, <Let's laughs> just making sure I, I don't break it." <laughs> so apart from vocals, what is your favorite instrument? Not to be biased, but saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. What about tuition at school? Musical tuition. What have you done in that respect? Yeah, um, so Burnside High School. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of opportunities from that. And yeah. um, I think one of the biggest ones was uh, meeting the members of my band, Tricks on Korea. Yeah. They came to me um, after a concert that I did one night and they kind of circled me in a huddle. And <laughs> Sounds rather <laughs> all ominous. These, all these seniors, you know, kind of surrounding you is a little bit scary. Yeah. But they're like, do you want to be in this band that we have going on? And, yeah. you know, we're getting, like, we're planning on getting gigs. And yeah. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And kind of all came from the school. Yeah. Yeah, we really just kind of got together, played a few songs, went to a gig, and kind of that's how it all started so it was a really good opportunity that Mm. the school kind of started yeah what about um what about tuition has it been outside of high school um or have you had teachers specifically you know after schools lunch times learning obviously all the school teachers have had a really big input Mm. on like theory wise and music who's your favorite music teacher Um, I love them all equally. Of course. Yeah. It's very, very diplomatic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, my vocal teacher, Sasha V, um, she has probably given me the most opportunities performing-wise. Okay. Yep. Um, good things from all around Christchurch, mm-hmm. including school and out of school. Yeah. I want to talk about your influences, and you have talked about joining that group at school, the Chicks from Korea. So, obviously, Chick Korea is... Probably. I think we mentioned before the interview, it's a tribute band at least. Um, Who else has been an influence to you in terms of uh, the way that you perform? All the greats like Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Sinatra had a big influence when I was little. But one artist that really stood out when I was um, kind of learning how to have stage presence when I perform was Sarah Vaughan. Okay. And I just love the rich tone in her voice and Mm. I kind of try to recreate that in um 
my performances, even though I don't have such a deep voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the emotion that she puts in the songs is is amazing. Which I what is your range? Where do you where do you sit? Are you sort of somewhere between alto and soprano. Um, yes, yeah, somewhere between alto soprano. Okay, just yeah. just midway. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of everything. I'm still working on you know getting my lower tones. Okay. Um, so my voice hasn't fully developed yet. So that is really exciting though. Yeah. Because you sound great, and we will hear some of uh, your own music later in the show. You've just got so much further to go. Now we're going to listen to some music, um, and the first track. Uh, that we have got today is Misty by Sarah Vaughan, funnily yes. enough. Why this particular track? Well, this is one of the first tunes that I heard from her. Mm. Um, and all of her tunes are amazing, but I especially enjoy her ballads. So this is, yeah, kind of what started it all. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Monet Sketa on Plains FM 96.9. Did I get the surname right? Sketa? Yes, I did. Enough. Oh, thank you so much. It's Dutch, yes? Yes, it's Dutch. Ah, very cool. What's the, what's the first big gig you got along to? Um, it was a gig at the Palms. Oh, at really? The Fox and Ferret. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, so just a pub, a pub gig. It was a pub okay. gig. Um, it was. It was kind of yeah. It was, was it a big weekend? <laughs> it. <laughs> I I'd like to think of it more as like a learning opportunity than a okay. proper gig gig. Oh, so this is you playing. Yes. Okay, no, no, no. I want to know. I want to know what was the first big gig that you attended to watch another artist? Oh. First big concert right. you attended. How about um, that? Well, as I said before, it was kind of Count Basie. Okay. You know, my dad uh, took me to The Cure and Excellent. The Killers and Allison Chains. And okay. So when he pays for the tickets, yep. then it's kind of more on like the rock side of things okay but um so yeah. of those three artists which did you enjoy the most the killers killers just because the sound quality was so amazing it yeah was, you know you could hear any, every single thing which okay. is kind of unlike other rock concerts <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and was there any standout track um oh it was quite a long time ago i haven't uh, listened to them in a long time but yeah um, or anything from the stage shows or the performances of those those bands, anything that you've taken away that you thought, ah, I'd like to try that or I'd like to to do that? Yeah, the stage presence of all of them was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And often when you go to like a jazz gig or, um, you know, contemporary, more contemporary, it's kind of more laid back and kind of sitting on a stool with a guitar. Yeah. But, you know... I really enjoyed, you know, them kind of dancing around yep. and you know yep. really getting into the music, which yeah. I've tried to do in some of the gigs that I've done. But um, obviously, it's not as you know well executed. Yeah. But you know, getting there. And your performance, at least, when was your first? I guess outside of um, that restaurant in uh, the Middle East, wherever it was, um, when was your first public performance? It was when I was about six years old. Wow. My music academy in guitar mm -hmm. um, had like a little showcase mm -hmm. uh, thing. And I think I sung something like Adele or it was something along okay. that line. So not yeah. something that I'm used to now, but mm. that was kind of my first public appearance. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it kind of grew from there. You seem quite wise beyond your years at least. And I'm just sort of wondering, is it normal for young people to like jazz music? There's an entire S&P of young musicians um, enjoying jazz music, so it's kind of just looking for them and picking them out. Yeah. But, yeah, it is more common to see contemporary musicians mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, from a young age. Yeah. But I've met many young musicians that are, enjoy jazz a lot, mm. just like me. So yeah. it's really fun to play with them because they just have the same feeling for mm. it. How much are you improvising when you perform? <laughs> uh, when I perform with Tricks on Korea, mm. uh, half of the performance is oh, improvised and okay. um, someone's always going to make a mistake. <laughs> um, Who? <laughs> it's usually me, but yeah. 
you know, you kind of get over it and if you have good enough communication, it all comes together in the end. How important are the words? It depends which language you're singing in. Okay. Yes. Why? I, Give me an example. Um, well, I love singing in Portuguese and French. Um, Do you speak both fluently or is no. it just no to sing? <laughs> yes, to sing. Um, and I have a couple followers um, who are from Brazil and I've asked yeah. them to help me with the Portuguese of songs. Okay. Um, and then when you get up on a gig, you know, it's a little scary. So it kind of flows out of your memory. Yeah. But when you sing it, you just hope and pray that there aren't any Portuguese speakers in the audience. Indeed. Um, I'd really like you to give me a Portuguese line from a song. Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça. Ela é uma nina que vem que passa. Fantastic. Okay, I think we, I think we know that. With that beautiful musical rendition, uh, it is time for uh, another track and uh, your second favourite, at least that we wanted to put down was from an artist called Sophie Millman, and it's No More Blues. Now, I did do a bit of searching around and found something like 370 versions, starting off with, was it Spanish to start off with? Um, Portuguese. Portuguese, Um, yeah. It was Jobim. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, Legend. Yes, Yes. of course, he wrote all of the classic, you know. Why the um, Sophie Millman version? She's a more modern jazz artist, Mm. and... And she does a lot of covers of standards, but mm-hmm. I just love the way she does it. Yeah. Because all musicians have their own interpretation of a song, and I just like the way that she kind of phrases the melodies mm-hmm. and doesn't make it the same same, you know. Mm. Um, we were talking about improvisation earlier. Have you ever had a time when everything's just fallen over on stage? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell um, me about that. We It was like... Actually, at the Fox and Ferret gig. Okay. Yes. Um, we started to play If I Were a Bell. Okay. And I'm not familiar, but yeah, come it, to me. It's, it's just a jazz standard. Yep. And um, the boys started playing it in a different key to yeah. what I had in mind. Ah. And I was yep. like, yeah. I, was, I said, is this F? And they're like, no, this is like, this is A. Or it was something totally wrong like that. Okay. And obviously it was my fault for not communicating with the band before and making sure that everyone knew what key was in. But mm. I started on this note and they were like down here and yeah. it was so we could <laughs> How did you how did you get over it? What what was the outcome of that situation? I kinda just improvised over the whole song until we kinda got somewhere where we could stop because and move on to the next tune because um it, it was just too low to sing mm. or too high. Or too high either either way. Do you think all of this improvisation um, stands um, stands jazz musicians in good stead for for other types of music? Is it a yes? Yeah. yeah? Have you ever considered a classical route? No, I <laughs> um, I've had a vocal tutor before um, who I asked to teach me jazz, and they're like, "Okay, we can teach you jazz." And then when I got there, I did only classical for about six months. Although I do think that classical training is really important for being able to strengthen your vocal cords and, you know, diaphragm and all that, I don't think I would be going down a classical route (laughs) ever. Okay, it is time for some music. This is No More Blues from Sophie Millman. I'm going back home 
more blues I promise no more to roll Home is where the heart is The funny part is I've been right here all along No more fears and no more sighs No, no more tears I'll say no more goodbyes If trouble beckons me I swear I'm gonna refuse I'm gonna settle down And there'll be no more blues This is the Garden of Sound interview with Monet Skit on Plains FM 96.9. Um, at the end of the section, we're going to be hearing one of your tracks, which is very exciting, yes. called Excuses, under the moniker of Just Monet. 
there's no just about it. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant track. Tell me about uh, its creation. Tell me about the writing of it. Well, um, I wrote this track when I was twelve, going into high school. Wow! And I released it when I was thirteen. It's a very mature sounding track. Who, yeah. <laughs> who, who influenced you on the? On how it sounds and how it came together. Or um, what were your influences specifically? I kind of had this piano idea in mind. Yep. And obviously my piano skills at 12 wasn't great. Yep. So I asked Sasha yep. um, if she could help me with the piano part and yep. all that. And then she was like, yes, yeah, sure, I know I know a couple of people. And then it kind of got to um, adding drums and yep. then bass and then all that. It kind of came together very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the song about? Well, my twelve-year-old uh, self okay. um, <laughs> had many crushes over the course of three months. Okay, and so every verse is about a different person. Okay, do these people know no. the song? Okay, <laughs> no, I don't intend on telling them sure. anytime soon. We might get it out of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Looking back on it now, I'm just happy it all came together mm. like it did. But yeah. it's kind of just about teenage love. Uh, who is playing on the record? The pianist is Tom Rainey. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Get you. I mean, 12 years of age and you're pulling in the big the big names. <laughs> I mean, that's very exciting. And it's all thanks to Sasha. Yep. But, um, yeah. Um, Anyone else on there or was it just um, MIDI um, kind of It was things? just MIDI. Okay. Where was it recorded? It was so long ago. It was at Orange Studios. Okay, good. Yeah. I was wondering if Michael Bell had had a uh, had had some kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. Was did he produce the track? Yes, the, yes. The yep. name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. What's the future for um, original material and performance? Well, currently, um, me and the pianist from Tricks from Korea, Will Cow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a brilliant pianist, and um, we're currently working on releasing an EP. Wow. So we've got a couple songs down, so we just have to get them recorded, mm. um, which I'm very excited to be able to release them because mm. it's it's quite different from what I would be doing or what I sing usually. So mm. um, it's it's still got that jazz feel though. Mm. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see how it does. Have you played Excuses much live? No, not not much live, okay. but. Um, I have done a couple of gigs by myself and mm. then played them. Yeah. But yeah, it mainly covers. All right. This is from Just Monet and the track is Excuses.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Monet Sketa on Plains FM 96.9. I feel my pronunciation is slipping every time I say it. Um, I actually have Ricky, who is Monet's mum, right now. I say, what do you hope for your daughter in the future musically? Mm, that's a difficult question. Um, I would just like for her to fulfill her dreams. Um, she's got. She's a big dreamer. Or she thinks big, and she wants to accomplish a lot. Mm. Um, I just want her to be happy and, and get everything done what she dreams of. Have there been any? Have there been any sacrifices or big sacrifices musically to um, to help her along? Um, yeah, we've we've basically just been through some small sacrifice. Um, my husband worked in Adelaide, and um, we couldn't find a good enough school for her. Yeah. Um, and we've decided to come back because she's got great tutors here. The school is great. She's got great opportunities here. That's a massive and sacrifice. he was there in Adelaide for six months. He applied yeah. for a job back here in Christchurch yeah. and been through MIQ chasing for days and things wow. like that. But yeah, so he's he's happy. He's got a good job. And we know that Monet's music teachers and teaching will be great from now. And do you think that um, Monet's success will help to support you in your old age? I'm hoping for a house and a car. <laughs> Remember that, Monet. Remember that. Is there any particular time you've felt especially proud of your daughter when she's been performing? Oh, every time. I When I see her, it's like... Um, just holding back tears with every yeah. performance. Um, the big one was for the Vienna when she went to Vienna to to perform that song. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just like I feel silly every time. I just want to cry with every performance. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's brilliant. This is a strange question because there's not much life being lived. If you do look back to, Oh, let's go back five years at least or something because, I mean, you've been doing stuff since you were six or probably even before then you were probably performing around the house. Anything that you wish you'd tried in the last few years or any opportunities that presented themselves which you went, hmm, not for me? Well, I've always taken every opportunity that I possibly can, um, which I think has is, is helped me so much now. Mm. Um, but if I were to kind of go back and have done something different, I would have... Um, kind of said to promote myself more. Okay. Um, as a musician, mm-hmm. um, because I was always kind of scared of what people might say and if people would like hearing the jazz part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if they don't like it, then they don't have to watch. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I do wish that I could have been more confident in myself and like promoting myself. Self and my mm. music. So, do you have any advice for for someone else? Is it as simple as uh, yes. b- believe in yourself? Yeah, don't be so self conscious about okay. your music because you know there's gonna be a lot of people who do like it and do want to hear it. Yeah, that's super cool. Um, we're gonna take a short commercial break. We're gonna come back with Monet and we're gonna play the mini quiz. There's only one way to settle this. There is another way. 
Visit midiquiz.com and see how your general knowledge stacks up against friends, family and Darren down the road. It's free and a great way to get you ready for the big leagues. Visit miniquiz.com now. That's M-I-N-I-Q-W-I-Z.com and show everyone who the quizit in your neighborhood really is. Miniquiz.com. Start small and do them all. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Monet Sketa on Plains FM 96.9. We're going to play mini quiz. I'm going to give you 10 questions and you will have 60 seconds to answer those questions. If you don't know the answer, then just say pass. And it's best to just pass quickly if you don't know the answer. And no help from mum either. Um, she might be inclined to shout some answers at you. There you go. She, her lips are sealed. There we go. All right, just Monet, it's just time for you to play mini quiz. Here we go. Your time starts now. After which musician's concert in Manchester 2017 did a terrorist's bomb kill 23 people? Ariana Grande. From which album would you find All I Really Want, Ironic, and Not the Doctor? Pass. How many brothers made up the Everly Brothers? How many studio albums has Beyonce released? 20. In what year did Kurt Cobain take his own life? Pass. In which country was Mark Knopfler born? Germany. In which decade was New Zealand musician Dave Dobbin born? Which decade? Um, 1900. No, not in the 1900s. I definitely say not in the 1900s. Um, and finally, in which song would you hear the lyrics, know when to walk away, know when to run? I have no idea. No idea. Okay, your time is up. I will just run through the answers for you. Uh, well done, um, Ariana Grande. Grande? 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 Like a latte? Uh, fantastic. Uh, the second one, um, All I Really Want, Ironic, Not the Doctor, and You Ought to Know, and things like that. Jagged Little Pill from Alanis Morissette. Ring a bell? No, not at all. It's a great album. Check it out. Um, how many brothers made up the Everly Brothers, Unchained Melody and all that? Two. Two brothers. How many studio albums has Beyonce released? Six. She's released six studio albums. About five live albums and like heaps of other just randoms with Destiny's Child and so on. Uh, Kurt Cobain took his life in 1994. Mark Knopfler, lead singer and guitarist effectively for Dire Straits, Scotland. Um, here we go. It was Europe, at least. It was Europe. Hey, I got Europe. There we go. In which enough. decade was New Zealand musician Dave Dobbin born? God. Dave Dobbin was born in the 50s. He was born in 1957. Um, and the final question came from Kenny Rogers. Uh, know when to walk away, know when to run. The Gambler. There we go. Doing those pub gigs, I'd love to hear a jazz version of The Gambler. No, that I'll get be, onto that. <laughs> that would be quite, um, quite something else. So what's next? What gigs have you got coming up, bearing in mind the current state of New Zealand music scene? Uh, we've got Chicks and Korea and I yep. um, have a really big year planned this year mm -hmm. um, with a lot of competitions and concerts mm. around Christchurch and actually um, co uh, competitions throughout the entire New Zealand. Yeah. Which we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I mentioned before, um, 
you know, we're going to be working on a composition for Jazz Quest, which we hope to release as a single. Tell me about Jazz Quest. Um, Is it the jazz version of Rock Quest? Is it that simple? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, a bunch of schools go in and yeah. they perform for judges yeah. and they kind of give you points based on a bunch of different things and mm-hmm. then they choose, you know, best jazz combo and then best pianist, guitarist, mm-hmm. vocalist, you know, horn yep. player. Yep. So all of that. So yeah. Are there any well known uh, groups or people that have sort of gone through that that you know of that have gone on to bigger and better things or greater things? Not that I know of, but a band that won Best Combo last year mm-hmm. um, called Friday Morning Coffee released an album at the end of last year, mm-hmm. which is doing pretty well, I think. Fantastic. Yeah, but I think they're all kind of going their own ways at mm. the moment. But yeah, they did pretty well. Because the last thing I was sort of want to find out, give me, um, where are we? 2032, 25 years of age. What is Monet doing in an ideal world? I've always kind of wanted to end up in America. Okay. Um, just because the jazz scene is so huge. Yeah. Um, there'll be like a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Um, so I do want to get to America at some point. Um, is there any artist's rise or career that you wish to emulate? Anyone that you sort of want to be like or do as well as, if not better? Like, like Sophie Millman. Um, okay. She did really well just doing covers of um, standards, which... Mm-hmm. Um, is really impressive because she didn't really have to write any originals, but she put her own take on it, yeah. which got her really far. Yeah. Um, so something similar to her would be amazing, you know, yeah. just just getting there. But I think it all started from America. So okay, yeah, yeah, that'd be great to get there. We've got one more track today from Emily King called Georgia. Um, it feels a slight departure from the first two, yeah. at least, and that sort of standard feel, uh, but more acoustic. Uh, why do you want to play this track? It's, it's still got that kind of jazz background, mm-hmm. um, but it is more modern and it's kind of got more of a groove and a yeah. feel, um, which I think is closer to the kind of music that I want to write. It's still got that jazz feel, but just a bit more contemporary. Okay, that's super cool. Monet, it's been absolutely brilliant to talk to you. I'm sure you're going to go on to bigger, better, amazing things. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. I was not ready the day you gave me your heart. I was still falling apart. But since that moment, I can't stop hearing your name Wondering about you always Come back Georgia, come back Come back Georgia, come back I just need
Okay, it's time for my Tracks of the Week. A song I've shared with a couple of folks recently comes from Skunkow, Australia's answer to Supergroove, although on further listening I'd say they're closer to the Chilies. Anyway, I discovered these guys on a sampler CD back in the early 90s when I was living in Australia, and it's stayed with me ever since. This is Skunkow with Up To Our Necks In It. Breaking free Free Almost Prettier than that butterfly I'll watch you head off through this night sky The thought of you lingers like the smoke that's drifting from my fingers While I sit I see there's a tree outside my room My face reflected in the pain of this moon Outside the cold rain cleanses my soul Hold the distance between the rooms of my thoughts and soul Sitting in that room sometimes I get to thinking to myself Love, where does it come from? For days on end I would plead to the moon Where can I find someone to strip my flesh back bare To where the word begins Strip my flesh back bare To the wind that violates my skin 
washing away under the sun. We vanish in the street heat, melting on tall, lost in a wave of cutthroat up and values looking for some. Wings mingle about my feet when I come to meet a man, a forsaken man. He is alone, he has no home, no family here, no brother, no mother, no sister, no other. He cries to me, he is tired. Where does he send his message? To what, to whom, to why, to where does he send it? What force is going to mend it? If we wish we could help this man, our backs would not break. But hypocrisy only leaves us constantly bended. He wishes to end it. My next track goes even further back. I watched The Summer of Soul recently, a movie about the annual Harlem Cultural Festival, but focusing on six gigs in 1969, around about the time Woodstock happened. 
The footage wasn't able to be sold and lay dormant for about 50 years, but my goodness the acts. Everything from Motown to soul to gospel to Latin and included some fantastic performances from Sly and the Family Stone. Again, I first heard these guys back in the mid-90s in Oz and never looked back. The following track is actually a Doris Day cover from their 1973 album Fresh. This is K Sarah Sarah.
Right, thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thank you to Monet and Ricky for sharing their musical experiences and hopes for the future. If you want to find out more about what Monet is up to, including her work with chicks from Korea, please head to gardenofsound.nz and click on her image. I'm Ian Turner and this has been Garden of Sound. Until next week, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Inohura. <laughs>